people and welcome back to those ball chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with kristen and our very special guest amanda hoblock did i get it right yeah you did okay, cool. <laughs> i was like oh no i might do a bad job on that last name <laughs> you, you were perfect okay great as you guys have seen on a few of our recent posts we have partnered with the incredible wig company chacal hair we both were gifted two incredible wigs and also found out that the content creator amanda has alopecia so we wanted to have her on to tell her hair loss story and talk a little bit about alternative hair so welcome amanda and thank you so much for being here Speaking of that wig, I wore it all day today and it was so freaking comfortable. I got so many compliments, even like from people who haven't complimented my other colored wigs. They're like, nice hair as they're like walking by. That's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, that color is gorgeous. That blue is just right? subtle, but also eye-catching. I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to jump into your alopecia journey, how you got diagnosed, how old you were, and then we'll just kind of ask you questions and just talk about everything hair loss. Yeah. Well, I was diagnosed with alopecia back in 2011. So I I always forget what age I was. I think I was about 22 years old, if I do the math correctly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was actually living abroad over in London, England. I'm a teacher also. So awesome. I was teaching over in London and just, you know, doing my doing my thing. And then One day I noticed that I had a little bit of extra hair loss in the shower was, you know, pulling out yeah that darn shower. (laughs) Yep. It'll do it. It'll get you. Yep. (laughs) So I I remember pulling out some extra hair and I was just thinking like, oh, you know what? This is probably just an extra bad week of hair lossage because, you know, all girls lose a little bit of hair in the shower. I just didn't really think anything of it. But then as the weeks progressed, I noticed hair on my pillow. When I was vacuuming, my vacuum started to get clogged with hair from the floor, which is something I I didn't even notice, but I would be pulling out strands and strands of hair from my vacuum. I was still in this weird, like, oh, it's fine. Nothing's (laughs) wrong. Like in this just huge denial phase for definitely a few months. I even was noticing a lot of bald spots but still I'm a very like chill person and I don't get spooked easily and I I just you know carried on with my life (laughs) until one day I was putting my hair up into a ponytail and I don't know why this day it got me because it's not like one day I suddenly had like yeah right no (laughs) hair but right one day I put my hair into a ponytail and turned around and the whole back of my head was missing hair and all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh I'm (laughs) dying and like (laughs) just just immediately to the worst thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes honestly it just was like zero to a hundred and that day I I lived with roommates in London at the time I I remember that day I was on the train going to work and I was like trying to find out where to go for 
for hair loss. I was all alone in London. So Where afraid. Where do I go? Exactly. Yeah. So afraid to tell anybody. I don't know if my roommates noticed or anything, but I wasn't going to tell them because how shameful, right? Yep. <laughs> I think we all went through that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nobody can know. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, throughout the day, I was so self-conscious, which was funny because the day before I wasn't. Right. Like, it was just like a total switch. And so I found this place in London. It was like a, some hair loss clinic. And I booked an appointment that day. I took the train after I was done teaching, went right to this hair loss clinic and they were immediately like, oh, you have alopecia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it was no big deal. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) What is that? Am I dying? First of all, (laughs) tell me. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They like expected you to know. You're like, what? What?" (laughs) Yeah. So when they filled me in on the situation, <laughs> they pretty much just threw this topical ointment at me and was like, here, rub this on your head and your hair will grow back. I was like, oh, cool. Great. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Yep. <laughs> and I went home, I put it on my head and then it was like this burning sensation. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> so it wasn't until after that, I was like, I need to look up what I'm putting on myself. I can't just blindly put something on without knowing. And I mean, it was a steroid cream. I can't recall what exactly it was, but after reading all the side effects, I immediately was like, nope, this is not what I'm going to be doing. So I went a different route. I found a dermatologist and started getting steroid injections, but uh, that was awful. I don't like needles. I passed out multiple times from them. I because it's not just a oh couple God. either. It's a ton. It's like insert, once. insert, 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 and you're like, like okay, like stop. I'm not a pin cushion. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, you feel like it, especially because uh-huh. I had huge loss on the back of my head. It was like right. all over. I mean, he did tell me that it would probably be more beneficial if I didn't have such substantial loss, but I was like, do it, do it anyways. (laughs) So so he did it. And I went back like several times until I was like, no, I don't want to pass out every time I go. And I don't want to be in pain every time I go. So I stopped that. And then I was, you know, sad. I missed my family. I was ashamed of what I was going through. Nothing was working for me. I had no support there. So I just moved back home because I just, you know, couldn't deal. Moved back home. And it was really good for me in this situation because I was living alone in London with my roommates, of course, but my whole world back home didn't know that I was experiencing all of this hair loss while I was away. The only people who knew were my roommates and my parents. So for me to go back home, I was so worried. So what I did was the morning after I got home, my mom and I went and we bought a wig just like instantly. And from that moment forward, I started wearing wigs and didn't tell a soul. It was just my, my little secret that (laughs) nobody could know. That's literally (laughs) what I did too. I bought a wig. That was my first thing. I was like, I didn't even look for support. I didn't do anything except buy a wig. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's kind of the the first place your head goes to just, I need to cover this up. Nobody can know. Maybe it'll make everything better if no one can see and, and I'll just carry on. Yeah. But of for course, me, it was bandana. So oh, okay. I was 13. We didn't even know what wigs were, right? So I was like, right. what? 
So I just stuck on a bandana, you know, that didn't really hide much. So. Yeah. And I feel lucky that I was older, you know, being 22, I, I couldn't imagine being you know, a 13 year old going through something like that, or, you know, even younger, like, feel though that the injections were easier when I was younger, because I did injections when I was 13. And then I did injections again, when I was like 26. And I feel like the emotional toll that it took on me at 26 was way worse than 13. It's like 13. Mentally, you were probably more mature and you could yeah, realize could what was going realize on. Realize what was happening. Because at yeah. 13, it was just like, yeah, these really hurt. Like, I was like, okay, we'll go to keep trying to do this. Right. And there was no like, oh my God, I'm emotionally exhausted. Worry. You know? Right. Almost yeah. like the worry of everyone else. As a kid, you're just like, oh, okay, this is something I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. That mm-hmm. is an interesting, interesting perspective. So um, did you get diagnosed with Ariata? Like right from yeah. the get-go? Yeah. So that initial hair loss clinic told me I had alopecia areata and then going to the dermatologist, then he diagnosed me there as well. What's funny too is I feel like initially everybody's diagnosed with areata. And then yeah. it's whether if it stays, because I have areata too, or progresses. I feel like Or the goes middle, through many phases or goes, and comes back right. to areata. There's people that or, have universalis and then go right back to areata and they're like, huh? Yeah, well, I, once I moved back home, my hair loss continued to progress. So that's when I ended up shaving my head because I was like, I can't watch this come out anymore. And I also only had like a little like oval of hair on my head. I looked like a crazy scientist, like just (laughs) so spooky. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, this is unfortunate. So I, my, my dad and I shaved my head and then after that, you know, I mean, you had the stubble grow back, but then right. soon that stubble wasn't there anymore. So I progressed to totalis oh, wow. and had no hair. And then I started losing an eyebrow, just one. And that darn eyebrow, you know, I forgot about it all of the time. And, you know, I was still hiding behind my wigs. So I'd often, often <laughs> go out without, you know, filling that eyebrow in. And people who weren't aware of my situation, which was, you know, everybody (laughs) would be like, oh my gosh, what happened to your eyebrow? (laughs) And then I'd have to be like, oh, um, oh my gosh, that's weird. I don't know. (laughs) Just (laughs) pretending like you had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Right. You were the first person that said anything. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. And then I'd go home and be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Yep. But then proceed to do it again a couple days later. Completely forget all over again. Yeah. But then after that, my hair loss has just been back to areata and it's just kind of been dormant there. around the areata. Yep. Mine too. I haven't progressed to anything but areata. I remember, I think it was maybe eight months to 12 months ago this part of my eyebrow right here was thinning and I was like could that be but then now it's back and now I have a brand new ball spot right in the front because I grew up my hair a little bit and I have like one brand new one here I'm like well no point in growing it out anymore gotta shave it because I use ball spots right in the front but mine fluctuates it's like yeah. new ball spot here a new one here and then it grows in and then it's new one here so it's like how do I even track this I know it's hard to keep up. I always love just taking pictures of my head every couple months just to sort of see the progression. And it's crazy because it changes. If I look back at a picture of me in, you know, January, I have 
way more hair loss right now, actually. It's yep. come out and I'm like, why? What? <laughs> Me too. What's weird too is like, I think, have I been really stressed lately? Has anything happened? And I'm like, how has my hair loss been worse now than it was when I was hiding and 10 times more stressful when I was hiding? So it's just so bizarre. You got to think of like all your elements around you. And I'm sitting there like, I don't even know how to track this, honestly, because I can't even tell uh, you why I'm losing hair right now. I feel the same way. I've always um, thought I need to take a closer look at my why, really break it down and is it my diet? Is it my surroundings? Is it my stress? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just so far beyond that point now and mm-hmm. at such a huge point of acceptance where I just, I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> it is, give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is. And yeah. I mean, if I were to grow my hair back for some reason, then okay but I mean I almost don't even want to (laughs) right same I feel like most days I don't even think about it Mm -hmm. even throwing on a wig I don't even think about I just do it like it's not I used to think about it so often I would look at the back of my head to make sure that my bald under wasn't showing and I just don't (laughs) anymore like I just walk out the house I'm like okay I'll wear this oh I'll wear a head wrap I don't really care anymore either because it's so nice not to care I saw a video the other day where it was a person, completely different, not alopecia related, but it was a girl <laughs> where she said, when I'm at the pool or a lake or an ocean, I half the time am worrying what other people are thinking of me, like in a bathing suit. And then I realized that 100% of them don't care. <laughs> and we are literally on a floating rock yeah. in the middle of a universe and everybody has their own stuff. So me being here, they're going to forget about me in one second of walking by. And that thought process for me for my hair loss has been so helpful because it's like yeah. every time I go somewhere and I'm worried about, oh no, my wig is stuck in my hat back here. I don't care. That's definitely a good way to look at it. And I've, I've used that too for me because I go out without wigs all the time, especially in the summer, because it's it's just so hot. <laughs> and, you know, you realize that people are just so wrapped up in their own lives that they really don't care. And of course, you get the odd people when you're out bald going up to you, asking about your cancer treatments, yeah. or just staring at you extra right. intently. And it's, you know, I'm also beyond the point where I'm uncomfortable. Like I don't feel uncomfortable. I'm just like, it It is what it is. People are curious. They just want to know about your life because you're different right? and that's okay. And I like using that as a moment to educate them. Well, I totally forgot to educate someone the other day. I was wearing this head wrap (laughs) and I'm standing in the grocery line and she was just like, how are you feeling lately? I was like, I'm really good. And then I walk away and I'm like, Oh, wait, that was because of this. Son of a bitch. Wait a yeah. minute. And I'm already like out the door with my groceries and I'm like, should I, should I go back? And then she's with another customer. So I was like, forget it. <laughs> I don't have time for, for that. Uh, I know. Cause it's just so second nature now that you yeah. don't even realize like it's, it's you, it is, but to someone else, it's yep. so different. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we also do have a couple of questions for you too. We had guest episodes before the yeah. mom, mom episodes and we actually curated these questions a little bit different, but we are excited to ask you this because these yeah. are the favorite questions to ask us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Kristen. What would you say were the three hardest things to overcome in your hair loss journey? Three hardest things to overcome, probably just the whole vanity thing, knowing that hair 
to society is such a big part of what you look like and who you are. It's people just view you in a different way when you don't have that hair. You know, the world sees that beautiful hair and they think you're a beautiful person because you have that beautiful hair and suddenly that's gone and you don't feel beautiful anymore. So the whole idea behind vanity and identity, trying to figure out who I am again, because that, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, hair is such a big part of who you are, or at least we think it's a big part of who we are until you don't have it. And then you're like, oh, geez, who am I? What, what am I? What is this life I'm living? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So many questions. (laughs) So you have to completely like strip yourself down and just look at you for the person you are. So yeah, the whole vanity thing and identity, and then just getting over myself really, and telling people that was huge for me. It took me almost three years to come to enough acceptance where I could share my story and actually tell people what is going on with me and that I wear wigs and that I have alopecia. So three years hiding behind that was a long time for me, it felt like. So finally getting to that point of being able to share my story was huge and, you know, changed everything since that point in my life, you know, you're just suddenly free as a bird. And then you realize like you, your life changes, like you're living a completely different life after Mm -hmm. you tell people. Yeah. And you're like, what life at all? Yeah. You're like, what on earth was I doing for those last three years? You got me. You both got me because I'm 18 years, 18 years. I hit under a wig. So you guys are doing great. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's so different for everyone. And, um, I feel like sometimes in the hair loss community, I feel like some people find it as a competition and they're like, well, your hair loss isn't as bad as mine. Why are you caring so much? Or I have way more than you. Like, why are you complaining? It's like, well, first of all, I'm not complaining. No. (laughs) Second of all, it's not a competition. We all go on this journey in a different way and we all you know have different ways of dealing with this so yep Kristen and I have had the conversation of just because you have alopecia doesn't mean that you're going to be a nice person because we have dealt with a lot of people in the community that have called us out for stuff where we're sitting there like what (laughs) and (laughs) and we don't understand it because we're like wait we're supposed to be like a tribe together like like sisters almost connected because we have this in common and it blew our minds that we were met with some people that were judgmental because of our alopecia and how we were rocking our bald and we were like ooh, okay just (laughs) because you have alopecia doesn't mean you're not going to be a bully to other people so we kind of had that realization too and kind of just stayed away from people that were telling us how to rock our bald because we were like that's not good for my but i mean bald is bald is bald is bald like i don't i don't care if you have one bald spot like and it's diagnosed as alopecia it's alopecia Like, you know, it's not a competition, whether you have no hair on your body or whether you have like, you know, one bald patch, whether you wear wigs or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all up to you. I know. I find creating all this content for Shaquelle, I get the odd comment from people like, why would you even wear a wig? They're so obvious. They look stupid. And they call you out for these ridiculous things. And then they make, you know, to build themselves up. Like, I don't wear wigs because 
yep. blah, 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 blah. and you're like um you're like oh <laughs> we'll do what I want yeah please. exactly uh-huh. yep we've this been is my journey too. my life like yeah. I get to make the choices yeah pay my bills no exactly yeah. I can't mm-hmm. imagine going up to someone that is rocking their bald and being like um you should put on a wig you should put on a wig <laughs> I'm like no. what it's the complete same thing. You know what I mean? Like telling people, oh, why are you wearing wigs? Why why can't you be more comfortable and rock your ball this way? It's like, that's the same thing as me telling you to put on a wig. Yeah. It's just not fun to deal with comments like that. No. No. Or no. anything. Like, why do people have to comment on my appearance at all? Like, right. I was wearing this head wrap and they're like, um, you know, it makes you look kind of old. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, <laughs> goodbye. See you later. <laughs> You may uh, people have no filters. <laughs> no. No. That's like probably the biggest lesson we've learned too. It is notoriously adults that don't have filters. Like kids, <laughs> kids are way more accepting and resilient and they're like, oh, okay, let's go do this. But adults are nosy and they don't take no for an answer and they need more information. And it's like, hello. Yeah. This is my life. Why are you asking so many personal questions? Would you like yes. if I did this to you? And it, they're like, no. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but another question that we absolutely love is, obviously, we're talking about hard things that we deal with with alopecia. But what are also the three important lessons you've learned from having hair loss? I think, first of all, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. You don't know what that person's going through because you get so many assumptions placed on you as a woman with hair loss you know, don't stress so much or do you have cancer or, you know, change your diet, eat better or take this special magical onion rub (laughs) that I have for you. Like, (laughs) do this and you'll get your hair back because you need your hair back. People are always, yeah. Oh, we've heard that too. And we're like, oh, can you imagine the smell? (laughs) I can't even imagine. But yeah, people are always placing judgment on you and trying to fix you. And that gets me. It irks me. It's like, do I need to be fixed? Like, is there something wrong with me? I'm not getting it here. And I mean, that's easy for me to say at someone in this point of acceptance, because I don't feel like there's something wrong with me. I do understand though, how, you know, someone who's new to the hair loss would be like, yes, please give me anything to help Uh me here. But yeah, I just feel like people generally judge you a lot. So it's taught me to look through a different lens whenever I see someone just to be more understanding and, you know, not to place assumptions on somebody for, you know, whatever you see that might be different. I feel like all of us have definitely learned that one. I feel like we always talk about too, how people with hair loss have more empathy too, towards other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely part of that too, is I feel like we're also easier to have conversations with because we won't make it uncomfortable because we know how to how it feels to be yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like that's that's a big part of being like an alopecia is you just become more empathetic, more mm-hmm. you pay attention to things more because your hair loss made you. So it's yeah. like you pay attention to things more in a more empathetic way, and I I love that that yeah. every person I've met has been like that. So oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I found for me is that especially since having kids, 
I just feel like it's my duty to show them that it's okay to be exactly who you are, you know, exactly how you're made. And I feel like it's such a beneficial lesson for my children and having me be able to show them firsthand that I feel so grateful, which is, you know, part of the reason why I love my alopecia because I feel like it's such a huge teaching lesson for my children and, and my students. Cause I am a teacher. I teach grade one and I'm extremely open with my students about it as well and pull it into our lesson constantly. Awesome. So I just, yeah, I feel grateful to be able to pass that lesson on firsthand. That's incredible. I feel like we relate in so many ways, but we also have so many differences. That's why we like having guests on is because it's like we learn new things, but we also are the same in the same way. It's kind of like a mix of both. But yeah. um, So we got to jump to the wig (laughs) question. What is one of your favorite things about alternative hair? And do you have a favorite wig right now? Oh, my favorite thing about alternative hair is just being able to be somebody new every day. I can choose who I want to be. And if I'm feeling like I want to be, you know, funky and fun, then I'm going to have that funky fun wig on. If I want to have that like cutesy vibe, I'll put on my cute wig. There's just so many options and it's so fun to treat them as an accessory. I often pick my outfit first and then I go to my wigs and say which, which wig one is looks gonna, the best yep. yeah <laughs> what matches my vibe for the day me too and yeah that's probably my absolute favorite thing that and of course you know the time I save I was know, just gonna like, say the time of switching that wig too can you imagine in the real I call it the real world <laughs> when people have hair like just having to go to the salon and hours of color change and chopping and what if you hate it oh, if I don't like this wig, I just throw it off and put another one on, you know? Right? That time is everything. It mm-hmm. sure is. I know. I roll out of bed late for work. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Oh, I can just put this oh. on and now would I go. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Someone called me glamorous today. I was oh. like, shit, I did nothing to put this on. Exactly. I did nothing to that. I didn't curl this. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Although I do have to say, Whenever I'm like feeling kind of, you know, grungy and like wearing my sweatpants and hoodie and stuff, I feel a bit weird wearing a wig because isn't it my wig feels like it puts me together. But when I put a wig on with my sweatpants and like my old t-shirt from 1972, Mm -hmm. I just, (laughs) I look I don't look right. It doesn't look right. I was just laughing about that the other day that anytime I get comfy, sweatpants and a hoodie, I like putting my hood up too because I like being like warm. A wig gets in the way. I like it without a wig. I feel comfy. Like now I understand Mm -hmm. like men with short hair, how they've been living life too. And I'm like, dang, this is so much easier. Oh, it's incredible. So do you have a favorite wig right now? Or do you kind of just switch it? I am such an all over the place wig person in terms of color and style. I don't even know. I I just tried Wavy Day today for the first time and I instantly fell in love. (laughs) So, I mean, it's day one. And I'm like, I love you, Wavy Day. So I don't know. Other than that, I do love those beachy wave styles. I have January by John Renault, which is a, a shorter beachy wave style, which is one of my go-tos. 
But I also love the long ones. I love like Scene Stealer, which is a really long one by Raquel Welch. I don't know. It's all over the board. I know. It is. (laughs) I I feel like I have a favorite wig every different day. Like today, I haven't worn this wig that I'm wearing in a year. And I found it and I'm like, I popped it on and I go, oh, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> like this is my yes. new favorite one though. <laughs> I do that too. I will dig in the back of my wig closet and then I'm like, hold on a second. When yep. is the last time I wore this? And yep. it's like way back and then you're suddenly obsessed with it. So yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. I am the same exact way. I know Kristen and I always talk about wigs. We're always sending pictures. We have like our wig walls and our little like, oh yeah. We're all we have about- a whole plan next year. Yeah. When I come down, we are literally renting an RV so I can have like a suitcase of wigs. Yep. Just so that we can so we like can try on each other's wigs. <laughs> and I yep. always joke with like my friends and my colleagues because I don't know about you, but everyone I meet is always like, I just wish I could wear wigs like you do. And they just rave about my wig collection. And I always joke, like, we need to have like a wig party. Come on over and we'll yes, just right? all try on my wigs and oh it'll just God, be so, so much fun. Thing. Yeah, bring I'll some be wine. There in eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right? laughs> yes. Well, yeah, we can be a couple days up for the <laughs> A couple layovers. Uh, well, I can't um, wait. We'll have yeah, that right. wig party one day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We will. Oh, incredible. Okay, our favorite question. What is one piece of advice you would give someone new to hair loss or possibly regressing in their hair loss journey? I would probably tell them that they have one of two options. You know, you can either be upset about what you're going through and stay upset and just live in fear of the world, or you can make the choice to accept it and potentially change lives of other people. Because I know that every person who I've met who has talked about their hair loss in some form, maybe it's not a big way, maybe it's just talking about it to someone close. Anyone who has spoken about it to someone has changed somebody's life. And it just, I don't think people understand how many people are affected by hair loss. And by- No, they don't. Literally so many people. And most of them are ashamed to say anything because they think they're the only ones. So by one person just telling their story to someone else, that could potentially have a ripple effect too. Exactly. Yeah. So I would probably just say, you know, either carry on and, you know, hide behind it, which is fine. And if that's what you choose, that's fine. But just know that if you are to open up about it, you could very likely be changing so many lives, which would in turn change your life too. Yep. So what's that Disney song? A whole new world. <laughs> that is what would happen. Uh, yes. That's literally what happened when I pushed mm-hmm. that post button where I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell the world now. And I was terrified. But once I did, I was like, yes. oh my gosh, this life is in like within seconds, I felt mm-hmm. weights just off my shoulders. And I'm like, oh my God, now everybody knows. And I feel great. Yes, <laughs> so. I, I was the same. Yeah, I yep. I did the whole like big Facebook post about it too. Yep. And yep. it was like, do I push post? You're same. sitting there, you wrote out your thing, you, you know, put a picture up and then you're yep. like, ah, go. <laughs> yeah. Yep, do <laughs> a little countdown. No, yeah. but you're right. Instantly it was so freeing. And then instantly after that, I started getting messages upon messages of people people. being like, 
I experience hair loss too. Thank you. This makes me feel so much better about my situation. I appreciate you sharing like the amount of messages like that. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many I got. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about our partnership with Shaquille. So we both got a wig and Paige, what was yours called again? Mine was John Renault Sarah. And what's funny is it came in the mail and I'm like, I have to do an unboxing, but I was so excited. Um, And I was like, I'm taking it out. (laughs) Like I have to take it out. I put it on and even Damon, he was like, that looks like your real hair. And I'm like, it really does. Like when we first met, this is how I wore my hair. And he laughed and he's like, you're wearing that to the wedding, aren't you? Because I have a wedding to go to in December. And I'm like, I might actually wear it when we get married at the courthouse too. So, because we're doing a a courthouse wedding, but it fits so well. Good. This would look gorgeous in a dress because it's the perfect length too. It's not too long. So I could wear like a tube dress or a halter dress. Oh, it's exquisite. It's brown. It's gorgeous. I love it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I am super impressed by it. And I just want to say thank you because you know, you're one of the ones that reached out to us. So we were yeah. so excited to do a partnership. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you love it so much. I mean, I think that wig kind of has all the bells and whistles on it. It has the yep. lace front and the mono top and it's yep. hand tied too, isn't it's it? hand tied. Yep. Yeah. You chose well. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed with it and I still am. I'm like, I'm not going to wear this until I have that wedding. Cause I'm like, I want it to be pristine because right? <laughs> it is just so perfect how it lays on my head. And I just, I good. absolutely love it. It yeah. does look good on you in that oh, one picture. You. It's lovely. I appreciate it that thank you you're welcome (laughs) i personally got lennox in pastel blue and it's like this subtle blue like the top piece of it you can see like quite a bit of blue but then it subtly goes through the hair and it's just freaking gorgeous like compliments i got today yeah (laughs) then the and then the lace front yeah and the roots yeah oh yeah and it's so soft I didn't even need one of those wig grips or tape or anything. It just was on there a perfectly perfect fit, and yeah. I was able to wear it all day. And I was just like, I think I moved it once and that's because I hit myself in the face, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you love it too. It's, it's such a funky color. All right. Do you find that you tend to go towards those funkier colors? Uh, now, but never before. Like oh. I didn't even um, stray from like brunette for those yeah. 18 yeah. years in the wigs. Yeah. When Kristen and I first met, she was just strictly brown. Yeah. Uh, she just had that was brown my whole... wigs. I was the one that had orange and red and blue oh, and green. Interesting. Yeah. And then yeah. she was like, let me try let a me blonde try. one. And then she just... <laughs> After that, just shot up and was like, I'm trying all the colors. And yeah. they all look incredible on her. And I just uh, love the pastel blue because it's it's so subtle. Ooh. So you can wear it to, like, I wore it to my corporate job today. And people were like, is that like a tinge of blue? And I was like, sure as hell is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> and it's a synthetic hair, but it's such a nice quality. Like, I could run my fingers through it, like, all day. And so that I loved. Like, it didn't really get matted, yeah. which was Good. amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys love them so much. Absolutely love them. And we're excited too to do our unboxings and, you know, all the stuff that we've done. Because we always send each other everything that we do too because we get so excited with that kind of stuff. (laughs) I know. Um, It's just so much fun. I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know know. what we're talking about. Yeah, anytime I get a new wig, I'm like, the world must see. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and it's fun talking about it and telling people about it and opening it up on camera. And I don't know. It's just a really fun experience to it, do it, stuff it like that. It is fun talking about wigs. I, like, I could talk about wigs forever. Yep. Right? Me too. <laughs> really forever. Yeah. And there's so differences in all of them. Like, this was the first one which had the pull tabs instead of, like, Velcro oh, yeah. or the hooks. And so I was like, well, this is new. Yep. Like- <laughs> it's fun, too, to see different styles on yourself. Because normally, before I had hair loss, I didn't really change my style. I liked being blonde. My hair was very, which is crazy to think that I was blonde for, like, nine years. Just super, super long wow. blonde hair. And now I tried every color in the and I love all the different colors. I just can't believe I never dyed my hair a cool color when I didn't have hair loss. So now I get to experience that with wigs. Yeah. And that's the beauty of wigs. You can do whatever you want and not damage your hair in the process. Absolutely. That's right. Because our hair is already damaged. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it already looks like I set fire yeah, to it's, it. It's a little far gone now. <laughs> It disappears every day. Uh, so tell us how you got involved with Shokel Hair, and then we'll go ahead and close it out. Uh, they got in touch with me a, a long time ago and wanted me to work with them. And I said, okay. And from there, it just kind of grew into something bigger. My role with Shokel is more than just like their social media person. I yeah. do uh, consultations. I, oh, okay. I'm jumping on phone calls with people throughout the day all the time, helping them find the right colors and the right wig for them. I, of course, do all the social media stuff. I run the TikTok account and also the Instagram. And then I also run with them Shaquille Club, which is basically like this safe place on the internet for all these women who wear wigs to come. And, you know, we have this big Zoom meeting and it's just a place for them to learn about wigs and just feel included and like they are not the only ones in this situation so I run that group bi-weekly which is it's a really fun thing we have guest speakers come on all the time too to share their expertise which is always fun so it's a good learning environment as well that's awesome at the end of this episode when you look in the description then we will add your website so they can find that section so they can join if they want to so we'll definitely so look in the description that will be there (laughs) If you're listening, look Perfect. look over there. I'll also put it in the direct me. There you go. Okay. Or in our direct me. Go to our bio. It will show it. So as you know, we always do little chick bits at the end of each episode. And I stumbled across this one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't do my homework page. I'm sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> where are Christian. these chick bits? Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, see them on the Google sheet. <laughs> sheet is broken but anyway <laughs> the Mona Lisa has no eyebrows did you guys know oh that? yeah she doesn't hmm, right? I didn't know that I think I knew that but I th- that's one of those facts that like you know it's like but you forget you're like wait yeah. a minute I, so every yeah, time I you hear it you're like whoa but whoa. then you're like actually have alopecia hmm? Hmm? Ooh, I yeah I don't know yeah was did that in a wig was it an art style or was it <laughs> the Pisha Damon right. and I call <laughs> Even I call it the Pisha, like I the got the Pisha. Pisha. <laughs> like we'll just be out in public and he'll be like, oh, I want to go do this or whatever. And I'll be like, no, because I got the Pisha. <laughs> it's like a little joke. It's dorky. I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. 
<laughs> we just want to say thank you also for thank before you. we close yes. it out. Yeah. This is kind of been all over the place, but it's gonna be a great one. Um it's just fun to talk to people that have hair loss and, and hear about their experience and we love making new friends too. So it's very exciting for us to have someone new on every time. So we just want to yeah. say thank you for coming on. Thank you for working with us. It's been a blast. No, it's been great and I appreciate you guys having me on here. It's been so much fun chatting with you both. Absolutely. And it's just so cool to connect to because you know Canada and people are in different countries and it's just it's yes. really cool to just have different people on so thank you so much yes no I know people with with the Pisha, the Pisha. <laughs> are, are all over yep all over the place the Pisha is everywhere yep the Pisha is everywhere oh man Too oh bad. dear you're gonna start saying it trust me I, yo I yep it, it's yeah it's I very will. catchy it's like oh yeah my Pisha <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> go, ahead, yes. Chris, go ahead, Chris. We're passing the torch to you. All right. Take, take it home. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, email us at thosebeltchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which will be in the episode description. And until next time, folks, bald pack out.